Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. Girlfriend, what is up? Welcome back to another episode. I am so freaking excited that you're here today. So go grab yourself an iced coffee or a cocktail if you're feeling fancy, and let's get into our chat today. Now, listen, we live in a very fast-paced world, right? Especially with how 2020 has been treating us thus far, there is a lot happening, a lot happening. And I don't know about you, but I have been feeling extremely overwhelmed lately. 2020 has been a freaking whirlwind, right? My goodness, like it seems like we cannot catch a break, especially the ambitious ones and the empaths out there, aka you and me. It's been tough. It's been really tough. So I want to sit down and chat today about managing that overwhelm and how we can go from a shutdown and stressed place to, to a more productive one. And you know that feeling that I'm talking about, right? You're so you're so worked up and stressed about everything that everything that needs to get done or the people that you need to make happy or the plans that you've made or, or whatever it is, and you can't do anything. You can't do any of it. You may be having some difficulty sleeping or maybe even sleeping too much, or, or maybe you just feel exhausted no matter how much sleep you get. Doesn't matter. No matter how much sleep you get, you're exhausted. You might even be a little bit moody or on edge maybe or having a really hard time focusing on whatever it is that you're trying to get done. Does that sound familiar to you? Because that's overwhelm, girlfriend. Your noggin, it's going a mile a freaking minute and that takes energy. It's no wonder you're exhausted. You're running a marathon up there. And when we get a little bit nerdy about it, right, our brains, they are just not built for overwhelm. Let me put my science hat here on for a second. The deep portion of our brain, the brain stem and the limbic brain, it's just not built to multitask efficiently. It's not. Our cortex, that front section of our brain, the closest to our forehead, it can it can do that to some degree, but juggling multiple tasks, it freaks out our core brain and then it triggers an emotional response. It triggers that feeling of overwhelm. Mel Robbins. If you don't know who Mel Robbins is, you need to. She has a video that I will link down in the show notes. It just gives such a great visual of this idea. Basically, she has a big pitcher of water and an empty glass next to it, right? As she begins to list a series of commitments and distractions and plans and to-dos and all of that, she starts pouring into this glass and the glass is overflowing. And I love the way that she explains it because she says that overwhelm is nothing more than a full brain. When you're overwhelmed, you can't use the full capacity of your head because it's so darn full and it has nowhere to go. So what the heck do we do with it all? 
I have this social work friend that says to me still today sometimes, hey, Em, your overwhelm is showing. She says this when I mention or she sees any of those signs that we mentioned before. When I haven't been sleeping the greatest or when she can tell that I'm just really unfocused and scatterbrained or when I may or may not be moody, especially when I'm moody. Dude, your overwhelm is showing. And at first, when she said that to me, I would, I would almost get frustrated with her and respond with something like, I know, I know. But she does it to remind me how to do something about it. She does it so that I know it's time to pause and slow down for a minute because we don't always notice that ourselves. And girlfriend to girlfriend here, I know that there is nothing in this world that you can't do. I don't know if you need to hear this today, but you, my friend, you are absolutely unstoppable. But we have to set ourselves up to truly be that. We have to set ourselves up with our full capacity and get rid of all the clutter up there. So let's chat about the how. How can we actually manage feelings of overwhelm when they arise? I don't know about you, but I tend to take my ambitious opportunities in sprints. I do. One door opens and and it gets me hyped about this thing that I always wanted to do. And then my momentum is going and I remember this move over here that I wanted to make. And it all comes in sprints. And then those sprints are one after another. And I'm over here trying to sprint a freaking marathon and I fall on my butt. And dude, those, those bursts of motivation are normal. We can't feel extremely motivated all the time. It just doesn't happen. And momentum is wildly helpful. So, so use it, please. But as your friend here, I just feel the need to shoot you a little realness before we dive in too deep today, okay? You can't do it all. Look, you know by now I am not someone that is going to tell another woman what she can't do. But that's the one thing. That is the one thing that you can't do that I can't do. All of it. We can't do all of it. No one can. Trust me, I have tried and overwhelm showed up and said, nice try, girlfriend, but no. So that first step in the management of that overwhelm. We have to stop sprinting. We have to stop trying to run a mile a minute. Listen, my ambitious friend, you are not going to like this. But we have to pause. Yes, ma'am, you heard me right. Pause, stop moving, sit still. With all that is on your plate, with your 10-mile-long to-do list, with your deadlines tomorrow, stop freaking moving and pause. Your brain is overflowing. Your noggin is not able to operate at its full capacity. And girl, listen, I know the stress of all these commitments and and deadlines feels like it's standing on top of you. We'll get there. But for right now, just pause. Overwhelm is going to slowly start releasing its grip when it sees that you stop resisting. Think of a runner. Okay, they just, they just finished a sprint, finished a race, and they fall to the ground. What does their body need? What does their body need right then? It needs rest and recovery. 
what does our freaking head need? You guessed it, rest and recovery. Dude, we need to do a bit of a reset so that we can regain that full brain capacity to be as dope as we want to be. But resting, it doesn't just look like taking a nap. I mean, it can. It You turn off your brain for a moment. That's great, right? Sure. But it can also look like taking some time away. Time away from, from people or stressors or social media. Time away from the area of your life that you feel the overwhelm is coming from. Walk away from it for a moment. It will still be there when you get back. I promise you. Rest can also, though... It can look like giving yourself permission not to be helpful. If you are anything like me, this kind of rest is hard. I mean, it's what I do at work. It's the role that I play in my family. It's something that I enjoy doing naturally. But girlfriend, you don't have to be the one that comes to the rescue for a moment. Rest your helping muscle. Maybe for you, rest looks like doing something unproductive or or mindless. Forcing yourself to sit down and color for 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm 25 and I color. What about it? (laughs) My, My college roommate, this is not a joke, my college roommate walked in on me coloring once and and I looked at her dead in the face and I just said, Gobs, just go with it. My brain is breathing. I'm serious. Do something unproductive. Maybe you need to rest by taking a break from responsibilities. Mama, I see you over there. Give the rugrats to dad and tell him it's his turn. My sweet therapist, put the case notes away for a moment. Graduate student over there, working your butt off. Close the books for a little while. Whatever that rest needs to look like for you, you need to do it. And I mean actually do it because I see you over there rolling your eyes at me. You're a go-getter. Slowing down isn't really our style. I get it, dude. You're in good company, but but let's think of this for a moment from from a productivity perspective, okay? Go with me here. That bin that you have under your bathroom sink with all the curling irons and hair tools and God knows what in it, You know what I'm talking about, right? The one that that has the cords all over the place and ancient hair ties at the bottom. We all have one. That's your brain. You got to wrap up the cords and organize the junk so that you don't waste time sifting through the clutter later. You got to con air your brain, dude. You have to take the time to declutter so that you can find what you're looking for later. So my fellow go-getter, my friend that does not like wasting time, taking the time to rest is actually going to save you time in the long run and increase your productivity. Did I get you there? (laughs) Good. Okay, so we were feeling overwhelmed and we took some time to rest and hopefully our head is feeling a little bit more clear, right? And now, my friend... It is time for a good old-fashioned brain dump. What does that mean? Whatever water is left in that glass, whatever cords are left tangled in that bin under the sink, we gotta pitch it. One of my best friends, she gave me a gift for hitting a big milestone in my life. And she knows that I am a sentimental loser, shocker. And she got me this beautiful necklace in the shape of a knot. 
And she told me that every knot can be untied. Every pretzel that your noggin goes in can be ironed out. And that's when I actually started brain dumping. I I had heard it multiple times and, and learned it in therapy school, but had never really done it myself. So you take a piece of paper and you dump it all out. I used to think that that meant write down, you know, my inner dialogue, my inner thoughts, my inner thought sequence, kind of like a journal entry. No, make a list, bullet points of all the things that are causing the overwhelm, all of the, the worries and the deadlines and the projects and the obligations, throw it all out on the table in a list form. All of that stuff is taking up space where productivity could be. So dump it out, dude. And since we can't do it all, none of us can, and I'm sure you can't do absolutely everything on that list in one day, choose your top three priorities for you that day. I say for you specifically because we tend to find some items on our to-do list that are not actually ours. Answering emails? When we think about it, that's it's really for other people. I mean, can they wait today? Pick one, two, three max items on that list. That way we bite off a piece of that overwhelm that we can actually tackle to set ourselves up for success rather than setting ourselves up for defeat when we can't cross everything off the gigantor list, right? This not only brings our previous feelings of overwhelm into a more productive place, but it also gives us some pretty freaking great perspective on what our priorities actually are. What did you choose off of your brain dump list? Are those the things that are the most important to you? Because they sure as heck better be. Because if we can't do it all, we might as well be doing the things that we find to be the most important. Now, this next step is kind of crazy. Might blow your mind here. You're probably not going to believe me, but you actually have to do it. You actually have to start. You dumped it all out on the table and you took off the bite-sized piece and now you actually have to tackle it. One at a time, it's time to get to work. Get cracking, home fry. Now, how can we prevent this feeling from happening again? Well, (laughs) it won't exactly disappear completely But there are some things that we can do when it comes to the prevention of those intense feelings of overwhelm. Brain dumping frequently. Looking out for those signs that your overwhelm is showing and taking that as an indication that there's a need to rest, a need to walk away for a moment. But also, my my go-getter, ambitious, people-pleasing sister, we have to learn how to say no to things sometimes. We have to be realistic with ourselves. And I'll be honest, it's hard, right? Because what if an opportunity presents itself that is absolutely amazing, but you know that your plate is so full right now that you wouldn't be able to give it what it truly deserves. You wouldn't be able to do your best. Or someone asks you for a favor that you know isn't realistic for you to fulfill right now. We have to learn to say no sometimes because if we don't, we are just going to find ourselves back in that overflowing headspace. Again, those things will still be there. 
You will still have opportunities come your way. There will be more. But wouldn't you rather do what's on your plate to your full potential? If you're able to fulfill your commitments to your full potential, then more positive opportunities will naturally come your way. So be realistic with yourself, babe. Say no sometimes. I I would so much rather full booty a few things than half booty everything, right? And and when it comes to overwhelm, let's, let's really think about this for a second. How can we put this in a perspective that is helpful for us? A friend, she, she called me out once when I was in graduate school. She said, Emily, why do you always have to work yourself to overwhelm? Full on overwhelm. You're doing too much. Can you just take it down a notch and just be whelmed? Just enough to be motivated, just enough to, to get the momentum going. And that has really, really stuck with me. We know that overwhelm leads to burnout. I saw it firsthand. I was in graduate school full-time, working full-time. I had a part-time counseling internship. While I was trying to run my own business and, and lead a team of 50 women, it was bonkers, right? And to be honest, it kind of worked for a while. <laughs> it did. That was the most successful my business had been in over a year until it caught up to me. Until I had just been sprinting for far too long and and overwhelm took over and burnout shortly followed. It was inevitable. So why set myself up for that? For the dreaded burnout? When my friend brought that idea to my attention, I was like, dang, girl, you you are absolutely right. I want to resist overwhelm and stay somehow true to my ambitious and passionate self. I want to be whelmed by life. I want to be proud of what's on my plate and my ability to fulfill it. I want to operate at my full capacity, my full potential. And I know that you want to do that too. You wouldn't be here if you didn't. And that doesn't mean that we can't do all that we want to do. But it does mean that we need to be able to call ourselves out and say, hey, girl, your overwhelm is showing. It means that we have to rest so that our brain can recoup. It means that we have to prioritize and we have to learn how to say no. Honey, resist the burnout. Go put overwhelm in its place and go get whelmed by life. Okay? I love you, girlfriend. I'll talk to you very soon. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving. But until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.